Oh, my loves, I am so excited to introduce you to Yariksa Farao. She is the founder of Unleash and the embodiment of full, authentic self-expression. Just a powerhouse of a woman. This podcast is full of juicy nuggets all about how you can get out of your own way, release that fear and the society's pressure and your parental judgment on who you need to be and who you are so that you can show up authentically in full expression. And I will tell you that when you do that is when you step into your power and you get to enjoy bliss and freedom on a level that you cannot fathom. It's what you're here to do. So prepare yourself for an unbelievable podcast. I am so proud of this one. And also, just a side note, if you are a content creator, I've just created a PDF on the three things that are holding people back from posting with confidence. So if you want to get that download, check out elevatetolegendary.com. Yariksa, I'm so excited to have you on here. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be with you and I'm excited to be with the people that are here right now. <laughs> uh, thank you. So I see you as a badass. You're this badass woman that is 100% free to express yourself in a sexual, fun, playful way that is really freeing. I mean, just looking through your Instagram photos alone, I was like, wow, I want to be that. <laughs> I want to be that free. Were you always this free? Definitely not. My mom was really upset once I started posting more pictures of myself being in my authentic truth. So I definitely, you know, had a conservative mom. And that was not the case by any means of the imagination. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely have worked my way up, right, to get to this place of being fully in my authenticity and not really caring or giving an, I don't know if I can curse, but like my favorite word is always like, you know, the F word. So I really don't give an F bomb. Yeah. Um, Permission to curse. Oh, great. I don't give a fuck. Great. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. You've, so you've always had the spirit, but it was kind of bottled maybe. It was dimmed. It was dimmed. And that had a lot to do with, you know, the, the cultural growing up, you know, parents are Catholic. Uh, well, my dad actually was a spiritist, so there's a conflict in the marriage there. Um, (laughs) but yeah, like I, I feel like there is a sort of a religious background to my culture, predominantly Catholicism, Christianity, and Um, I think that that definitely plays a role. And my mom was certainly conservative and, you know, viewed women to have to be dressed in a certain way to to be respected, right? And I think also growing up uh, at a time in her life also that I think just overall, there's just more male dominance and, and, you know, that was just what was going on in her time. So I completely understand her and I respect her. And that's just the time that she lived. And I'm here to break the patterns of that and really create a harmonious world between feminine and masculine. And, um, you know, the more authentic I can show up um, without any hidden and, or underlying agendas or using sexuality as a means to get anything, um, then, you know, we can really heal uh, both, you know, the feminine and the masculine, because however you show up is also how they're going to be able to receive you. And um, yeah, I was bullied when I was growing up. Um, and I was bullied because I went from Puerto Rico, ended up living in Tennessee. My mom met, you know, my stepfather. And Tennessee was definitely a place, you know, between the ages of eight and 12 that, um, you know, were vastly different than my culture. And I couldn't fit in, you know, I, I, you know, darker skin and, you know, brown hair, brown eyes. And I was living in a, in a place where predominantly it was blonde and blue eyed and also, or, you know, black. And so I didn't quite fit into any of 
um, the space there. So I was called ugly. I was rejected so much. I was punched in the gut. You know, it was like physical, emotional, that type of thing. And I dimmed my light. Um, and that very bright child that I was, you know, I can remember at the age of five, certainly was not started to not become that anymore. And I, I wanted to fit in. And so I sort of shut myself off. I looked down at the floor when people were talking to me to try and hide myself, you know, or at least I thought that's how I was hiding. Um, and essentially, you know, it got to a place where it started to become suffocating um, because that's not really who I am, you know? I mean, you can only do that for so long until you have to break free. It's either you break free or you die a slow death living. Yeah. So, so potent. You tapped on a few different areas, right? There's the parental influence, there's the society's influence, there's the, the peer, the influence there where you're getting bullied. What are some other areas that can kind of dampen people or dim people's light and, and dampen their authentic self-expression? I mean, I feel like we live in a in a culture and society that there's right and wrong. And that that comes from a you know, predominantly religious uh, overall background. And uh, because of that, there's a lot of judgment. And so you are passed down these judgments from generation to generation. And it's really up to you to find your own truth. And the way that you do that is truly, in my experience, is like, you follow your highest excitement and you lean into your fears, you know, and across those question, those belief systems that have been passed on to you and really ask kind of like how Byron Katie puts it, is that true? Um, you know, is that really true? Or is that just an opinion, an opinion or a belief? You know, where did my mom get that information from? Where does society get this information from? Um, you know, why shouldn't I be able to do that? Why is this a yes? And why is this a no? Why is this right? And why is this wrong? And so when you tune into those questions, and you also are experiencing and tap into the feeling of uncomfortability in your body, um, you know, and that can show up in many various different ways, whether you feel like your traps get tighter and you're, you know, you start breathing shallow, you start becoming red in the face when something happens or triggers, you know, or activates a part of you that is uncomfortable. You know, there you your stomach, you get a stomach ache, uh, you get a headache. There's just all of these symptoms that you can experience when something is in conflict. So there's an, an in, there's like an internal battle with what you're experiencing in the outside world. And, you know, one of them is going to be your soul asking to be free. And the other one is going to be that voice that's like, no, you have to keep safe. Um, and that those are really the voices, you know, ultimately your brain and your ego, if you will. And, you know, it's all trying to, it's all trying to judge from a perspective of like, is this safe? It's just trying to make you survive. Right. And so if you have a belief system and something that shows up for you opposes that belief system, there's a threat and there's a threat to the body. There's a threat to, you know, who you've believed yourself to be according to the information you've been passed down. And that's really what we get to question. And then when we feel like this high excitement, this um, expansion, the smile on your face, your eyes light up, uh, to tune into that as well, because that's also like, another way of your soul, um, you know, opening up and being like, yes, yes, yes. And then usually the, the other voice comes of, of the doubt, the worry, the, you know, usually topples over that. Um, and so it's like, how can you stay in that excited uh, place? And even if the voice of fear or worry or doubt or shame creep in, you do it anyway. And then you see past it and then you see how it's all smoke and mirrors. And then you get to your core and you get to your essence and your truth. Beautiful. It's a fear of judgment. I think holding back on your own self-expression often is a fear of shame 
being shamed, being uh, abandoned. And, and for me, a lot of it is the fear of rejection. Uh, am I going to be too much? Am I going to be too sexy? Am I, you know, so you cover up a lot and I don't express myself as fully often in fear of that, uh, that rejection, essentially. Right. Because then what would that rejection mean? What would that mean if you're rejected? Well, I think it's a subconscious primal instinct that you'll be cast out of the tribe. And if you're not in the tribe, you, 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 you face death, essentially. Right. So there is a withholding of love, essentially. Like when you are rejected, it means that some part of you, like now you can't experience love from another. Um, and that love was to sort of um, prove how worthy you are of love. And so when somebody rejects you, you're disproving how worthy you are of love. And then the thought of the unworthiness sets in oftentimes because we forget that we are love <laughs> already as is. And these dynamics are here to show us and reflect back to us what we've been thinking about ourselves that is, um, how do I say, like out of alignment with our, our truth and these fear, this fear of rejection, which I know very well, that's why you try to fit in, right? You try to fit in in order to not be rejected so that you can be loved and so that you can be accepted and so that you can be part of something so that you can belong. And um, that, that fear of, of rejection is also, if you look at it though, you are already rejecting yourself. You wow. are already doing it. Yeah. And yeah. so they are just mirroring back to you that which you are already doing to yourself. Does that, does that make sense when I say you're already rejecting yourself? Yeah, very, that hit, it hits home powerfully. Yeah. Nobody can reject you if you're not rejecting you. Right. Yeah, there's a part of you that you're rejecting. You're not fully embracing all of who you are. And um, in, doing, in doing that, it's like the world has no choice but to show you what you are already doing to yourself. And as soon as you love and accept yourself in however you are and however you wish to show up, it's less likely you're going to even run into rejection. And if you were to run into rejection, it doesn't matter because it's just like, oh, cool. Those people are out of alignment with me. I'm just being redirected to the people that are in alignment with me. So it's not really a, a rejection. You know how they say it's not a rejection. It's a redirection. And, um, and it's not, it's not even personal towards you. It's like that person's rejecting due to whatever they're judging about themselves and they're seeing something in you that they reject about themselves. So because they don't want to experience the pain of that, they reject you because it's so much easier to reject you than to, um, you know, reject themselves. And it's just a fucking game. Wow. So, so potent. Yeah. We play such psychological games. Human, the human mind fascinates me. Placing all this importance on external validation and approval is also is what you're describing, right? It's, it's not connecting 100% with who you are innately that is so beautiful and loving that it, the source of love is from within. There's no need for external validation or approval. Exactly. Because you are loving and accepting your truth, not trying to accommodate um, or compromise yourself for the sake of attaining that thing out there that you wish to have for this approval because you're still seeking approval out there, right? If you don't have the self-acceptance. And, you know, recently I'll give you an example and, and this example still might be a little out there, but maybe you can bring it back home to you and relate it to you um, because I've already crossed certain uh, judgments. Right. And so I, um, I'm open and I'm fluid in my sexuality, for instance. And that was a long time coming because, you know, my mom personally, when I was growing up thought that being with other women was gross. And like, she would point out two women kissing, it was gross. So I internalized that. I internalized that and said to myself, Oh no, I want the and here we go back to the rejection. Um, I want the love of my mother. So 
I'm just like, not even going to like women. Right. Even though there was a part of me that instinctually was already doing that, I shut it down. I shut it down because I knew that if I liked women, I would not receive the love from my mother that, or at least I perceive that. Okay. That's just a perception and that can be approved, disproved, you know, or, or perhaps it's true. And perhaps it'll just last for a few weeks, a year, but you know, my mom ultimately ended up loving me, um, regardless of that. But, but to just go into that, because I believe that I, uh, I began to believe that kissing, that women kissing was gross. And I literally created the same imagery for myself that my mom imprinted so that I would think it's so gross that I wouldn't even go near it. And um, I did that up until my soul and my actual primal nature and desire um, was to gravitate towards women. And so I began the exploration at the age of 24. Here we are like, you know, 16 years later, I'm 40 now. And this past when I was, I, I just turned 40. So I just told my mom, um, that I was open to women at the age of 39, because I didn't want to stir the pot. Right. And, uh, and I didn't want to have that withdrawal of love because I saw also what happened with my older brother who is gay and she didn't really fully accept him for about three or four years is what I can recall. And so knowing that there was a part of me that was fearful and I broke through so, so, so much that I finally reached a point where I don't care. I'm just going to share on social media and like, I don't care about it anymore, you know? And I reached a point where, um, now I told my mom, she was like, what, what do you, what do you mean you like women? Um, <laughs> and, uh, or women too, because I, I like both. And so, I'm like, yeah, mom, you know, I've been in this exploration since I was 24 and I really didn't feel the need to share it with you because I felt that I was going to be judged. And so I didn't want to hurt you. And I also didn't want to not receive love from you. And I saw what happened to my brother. And so through that, I decided to just keep it to myself up until there was a need to share with you. And the only need that I had was like this new woman that actually came into my life most recently felt to me, like, oh, this is actually someone that I would spend more time with and may want to introduce to my family. So that was the only reason for even bringing it up for me. Um, and, and yeah, I don't, I, there was another story behind that, but that was the story that came out. So it's all about, you know, the same thing, judgment, um, you know, like, rejection and why we do certain things and why we, why we don't. And there's sometimes timing for it, um, that feels better. And my mom ended up, um, in one phone conversation, loving and accepting me. Um, so, you know, I already took her through so much unleashing through my own unleashing through, you know, me showing pictures online, just being happily fully naked and, um, and twerking and whatever it was that she had a judgment around that I already took her through that route, um, enough so that she's like, you know, you never cease to surprise me. Um, and, and she's like, I don't understand it, but what am I going to do? I guess I'm going to love you anyway. Wow. Yeah. So that was really powerful for me. Yeah. It's been quite it started scary. with, it sounds like it started with you loving you anyway me loving me anyway, right? That's what I'm talking about in the acceptance. It's like, I had to fully love and accept myself. And even when my mom was telling me to take pictures down from the internet, even though I understood why she wanted to protect me, it was like a fierce mama type of energy trying to protect her child. And I, I understood that. I said, mom, I know that 
you may not understand what I'm doing. And a lot of people may not understand what I'm doing. They might even think I'm doing this for attention. I don't know all the reasons why and all the judgment that people are placing on me just by looking at, you know, my page. And some people might be inspired and other people will judge me. It just depends on what lens they're looking out of. And I just know my truth. And I'm not willing to take down my pictures just to please you. I'm not willing to do that. So what I'm going to do instead for us to have a healthy relationship is I'm going to actually remove you from my social media. And so I removed her from my social media because I wasn't willing to compromise my truth to appease my mom. And even though there was some love there that was taken away at the, at the beginning, um, and a lot of hardship in the communication, it, I would have felt like I would be put back into a box. And after you've been out, out of the box or out of the cell, like you're not just going to go back into the cell. You're not going to go back and put yourself in a box. You can't unsee what you saw, right? You can't unsee the freedom that's here once you've crossed that and it's like, I just knew that by me continuing to stand unwaveringly in my truth, sooner or later, something had to shift. Either she was going to fully love me just as I am, or she could have continued to reject me. And it was only going to be a matter of time um, until her soul couldn't take it anymore and freed her own self. Yeah. And yeah, right. Like, and I really believe like the children, you know, children or, you know, the, the offspring is really the, the parents are calling in their own salvation through their offspring, because it's like, we are the evolution of them. We are the extension of them and of the entire lineage. And so really we are the ones like, it's up to us to change and break the pattern that we've been living in um, based on these generational uh, pseudo truths that are just beliefs and opinions. And we get to really be, that which our parents had been asking for and from their frame of mind that in the in the in the environment that they grew up in they couldn't quite see from where we're being from the point that we're being born from so it's almost like what we have over here is an opportunity and as we free ourselves we are liberating them because my mom now, like when people ask her, what's going on with your daughter or something with the family? Like, you know, is she in a tribe? Like, I don't know. I don't even know what they ask her, but like my mom, she's like, you know, she's just being happy. And I've lived with her through me. And that was exactly the word. That was exactly the word I was thinking while you were talking is liberation. And it's through pushing the comfort zone and the boundaries that, that your, your parents, our parents have that the, we can create expansion and growth and liberation, right? And it's through standing in your truth, no matter what the, the repercussions, the judgment, the fear of abandonment, all of that. All of it. Uh, love it. So important. You're doing great work. I've learned with my mother that I can only share certain things with her because of her level of awareness. And yet I still find myself pushing her to her limits to keep moving that boundary out in a way that doesn't create separation, but creates expansion. Exactly. And there's just going to be a little bit of growth. And, you know, I think as we also, I mean, sometimes it's like, sometimes we need the, sort of direct medicine, right? To really like shake things up. And sometimes that's necessary. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, here, let me just, you know, let me just hold you by the hand and I'm gonna, let's, let's walk together over here. And that's the medicine. And, you know, so it's like, we can't say one is better than the other. I think it's just a matter of discernment and, you know, understanding sometimes like, hey, if I take this action, here are the possibilities that could take place and being okay with that. And being, and if you're okay with the potentialities, 
great, then you're free, you know, and, um, and just sort of, there's also like a level of compassion, right? There's a level of compassion that you get to have. And, you know, with my mom in particular, there was a level of compassion that I, that was the strategy that I decided to take with her because I have done the very like abrupt, uh, you know, I'm going to just really give it to you right now. Um, and that's fine and dandy and that works. But I think as I've matured and as I've like, there's just some things that I could do a little softer Yeah. and that's all. And there's no right or wrong. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. When I was younger, I used to give her blows, blow up, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just to push <laughs> the boundaries. And now I'm like gracefully like ease her in and she's come along. She, I'm proud of her. I, I do think it's really important that what you said about if there's a, a boundary that a, a, a just a judgment or someone that's dimming your light to cut them out to some degree or, or to, to really take ownership of, I'm going to be in full expression. If you're going to show up uh, trying to dim it, then you're out. Yeah. Yeah. Or you remove yourself. Right. So either, you know, you, you know, you create the boundary and they have to you know, operate outside of that boundary, or right. you have to remove yourself because there's, there's both. Sometimes we don't have the power to do that, create that boundary and push them out. And, and so we just have to understand where we're standing and what, what power do we have? If we were to take our power back, like, what do we do in these particular situations that we're presented with that, um, that yeah, like boundaries are going to be necessary for you to thrive. Um, there's also like, you know, I've been in these mentalities uh, before where we're trying to like accommodate everyone and everything. And because, you know, we also have an identification of being kind and being nice and, um, you know, behaving in these certain ways for X reasons. And so we have to really like be cognizant of, you know, how we're doing things so that we don't try to do it all because we're then caught in the compromise. And I really believe that when we compromise ourselves, we are creating and recreating the story of compromising that's what we have done for millennia and truly how we get to fully self-express is through unwavering non-compromise it's like you could still be compassionate of another but to not dim your truth there's a difference between negotiation and compromising in my opinion and um, compromise is when you are self-sacrificing to appease another and you're coming to this sort of what we call a happy medium. Um, but I believe that when you do that, you are again, like not allowing your full gifts to come online or your full self-expression. And by you doing that, you're, it's always this leaky wagon that's happening. You're always leaking out your energy and that compromise will build resentment and that compromise will build a whole lot of things that it may not show up in the moment, but it'll start to come out to play because you're not being fully authentic to your truth. And there's a difference in negotiation, in my opinion, where if both parties are feeling solid in their truth without self-sacrificing, that is like a, a forward direction where you're not um, stepping on each other's toes or uh, building other leaky energy outside of that. So I, I do feel like there is a slight difference um, in that. And in full self-expression, there is no compromise. You cannot compromise in full self-expression that doesn't, it's an oxymoron. It cannot happen simultaneously. What does full self-expression look like to you? Full self-expression is a very present way of being that is not attached to an identity, but rather a, a moment of freedom 
and moments of freedom at times, right? And when you give yourself the permission to be all of you without trying to compromise to meet expectations, other people's needs, uh, you know, and uh, judgments and even your own judgments, and you break free of that and go into that full self-expression. And that's what happened for me. I, I used to think that I was going to be too much in my dance or that people would find me, oh, she's doing it for attention. It's too sexy. It's too wild. It's too, and I never actually allowed that. I didn't even know how I danced truly in my most authentic full self-expression until the age of 35. That's when I actually unleashed my true essence of how my soul wanted to move through this body. And I feel like musicality, music is such one of the most powerful elements in this universe is the vibration and it's the music. And then music seeps into your soul and allows you to move the energy. Um, so I feel like music, uh, your voice, allowing your voice, allowing yourself to sing, even if it doesn't sound quote good, um, is really important. That's one of the ones that I'm working on, you know, like right now is working on the voice because I also dimmed my voice, right? Because it didn't sound good or it didn't sound like, you know, the Mariah Carey's of the world. And so we tend not to even sing in group because we're like, oh no, like I can't sing. And so we dim our expression because it needs to sound a certain way. And that's motherfucking bullshit, right? This is just the stuff that we've been believing. And <laughs> I want to give permission to everyone to, to, you know, just as you're listening to this is, you know, where are the places that you haven't allowed yourself due to some belief that you have that is impeding you from giving yourself that joy? Because ultimately expression is joy. And the journey is the coolest part. You know, it's not about getting to a destination is like in the, in you play for the sake of playing. When you were a child, you played for the sake of playing. There was no outcome. And then you felt in your fullest self-expression, you felt in your joy, you felt in the highest potential of present moment. Ooh, beautiful. Before we get, I want to dive definitely deeper into how people can step into their full expression. But before we go there, you tapped on something that was really important to me because I experienced it personally is I have a very strong awareness of other people's experience and it blocks me from full expression. I am always worried about what other people are experiencing mm -hmm. and it stems from childhood. I, my mother was very big, very loud. And so I kind of followed her around, like apologizing for like her, like too bigness, you know, cause she was also a little bit aggressive and had like quick to anger. So there were these explosive moments that I then felt the need to be like, oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. You know, like, and I yeah. literally, and so it made me hyper aware and hypersensitive to other people's needs. Cause my mom was so not aware of her, of the reaction she was causing in other people. Mm -hmm. And interesting choice of words, I, I recognize uh, they, they, every person gets to choose how they respond to anything, right? But uh, I witnessed people being really like blown back, alarmed, offended, um, oftentimes by my mother's behavior. And so what is now, what I see myself doing is dimming my own light in, in, a desire to protect others for from what I believe they can handle. Mm. And so my question, I guess, to you is like, how does that make you feel? And <laughs> um, do you wish to be doing it differently? 100%. And I'm, I'm fully aware of all of these. <laughs> right, right. I know, I know you are, but it's, it's, it's also like a question, I guess, for others that are maybe experiencing you know, this, a similar situation. Yeah. Because it's a too muchness. It's the, uh, um, the idea that, that someone is too much, therefore disrupting somebody else's experience. And it's wrong to do that. You know, there's, yeah, there's and, 
and the thought that I know what someone else can handle is ridiculous. Right. <laughs> There's a belief that you, you know what other people can or cannot handle. Like the opposite. Most of the time, my bigness, my, my bright light brightens other people. And that's what they turn to me for is like, can I get some of that? <laughs> that's juicy. Yeah. It's, you know, and they want to be around me in my presence because of it. Uh-huh. And so I'm actually, by dimming my light in any scenario, I, I, I block love and I block the other person having permission, giving themselves permission to shine brighter. Right. Right. Because it's like, when we shine, we give permission to, for others to shine. And if we continue the story of like, oh, I, I'm going to, you know, protect everybody else's experience that perpetuates the collective storyline of everybody protecting each other's experience. And what happens is now we're not expressed and expression is the antidote to depression. So now we're creating a society that is depressed and anxious and, um, you know, has to, that's why, I mean, there's so much medication and that perpetu continues to perpetuate um, and nothing wrong with, um, I don't want to say that there's anything wrong with medication either, because there is circumstances that that may be necessary, but I'm just saying like, what, what, what kind of culture do we want to create? Right. Yeah. And, and asking ourselves, what kind of people do I want to be around? What kind of environments do I want to be in? Um, and we get to create our world in the way that we wish to live it. In my decision of my self-acceptance, because before I did, I was married, I lived a pretty routine life. I, you know, after work, go home, work, cook dinner, you know, that whole routine. And I became very passionless. I actually, my libido um, and I'm a very sexual primal being by nature. Like, I feel like I've been sexual since I was like a child and that I didn't have a libido for seven full years, being with a husband who was super sexy and unable to have sex with him because I was dimming myself. Wow. And so, you know, a lot of times when we have any dis-ease, illness or whatever, it's part of you that's not being expressed. And so we get to with that time that we feel the pressure and the pressure and the pressure to see, well, I finally got a divorce because I was like, this is not, this is not feel like the life. Like when I see myself, I can't, I can't even envision this for 10 more years. I'm going to fucking die. You know, mm -hmm. if I stay in this routine box and not have any desire and passion and, um, so I decided to write out what I wanted. So I, I got this divorce, made the decision, wrote out, I will be surrounded by artists, creatives, singers, um, erotic, open-minded, sexually liberated people. Uh, and that's exactly what I got. That's exactly the life I'm living. And especially with Unleash. All I am surrounded by is by artists, musicians, creatives. We are living and creating a magical world, but that's because I fully accepted who I am and therefore my world looks like that. That's beautiful. why. It's so beautiful. Such an important point to reiterate. If your body is breaking down in any way, it's because you are somehow not self-expressing. There's a physical manifestation yes. of something that you're holding onto and not really living your truth. Wow. A hundred percent. I, I believe that like our bodies are so intelligent. I mean, my stomach aches went away after I got a divorce and I had some aches for so long. My libido came back instantly. Um, you know, it's just like, I thought I had something medically wrong with me and wow. I was trying to seek the answers and all it took was expressing myself, you know, and I really believe because when you break the word dis-ease, and I'm sure we've heard it before, dis-ease, it's the easefulness that you could be experiencing through your self-expression 
is now in disharmony because you are not allowing it. So there's a dis-ease that has to manifest to show you, hey, you're out of alignment with your truth. Yeah, That's all it's saying to you. And you get to really take that in and seeing where you can express that you've been longing to and haven't. And that's one way. Of course, there's also the very physical aspects of dis-ease and all you're doing to alleviate or bring it back into harmony is reducing the level of stress so that it come, can come back to ease. So it's not to say to dismiss the physical aspects of, let's say, eating better, um, you know, really de-stressing your body by not giving it foods that are going to cause inflammation because that causes more stress and more dis-ease to the body, not at ease to the body. Um, exercise, do the things that bring blood flow, do the things that, you know, naturally are, are just closest to nature of what our human body is here to do. And also the emotional aspect, it's to look at the whole, you can't just address it from the emotional standpoint. You know, I do believe that the emotionality is a huge and like the mindset and belief systems that get in the way that's humongous chunk and um, to what is the one thing that feels easiest for you to do right now that can begin to bring you back into a state of ease. And if that's in the physical form first, wonderful. If that's your access point, wonderful. You can get to the, the mind later as you go through, because you might find as you go through the physical, now you hit a, now you hit another wall. So, you know, take yeah. about a time. Yeah, I didn't mean to imply that uh, that was the only cause of disease, but um, it's a, certainly a big part is how For we're sure. thinking and how we're connecting to oh, ourselves. Oh, 1,000. Yes. Nutrition and exercise and toxicity. I mean, all of that. All is, of that. But yeah. really our emotional, mental well-being is the biggest driver of them all. Yeah. All right. Now let's explore more. How do you step into full self-expression? You have to on, on music. Music is a universal language. It just resonates through your body. I love that. Uh, let's let's go. There. I'm gonna put it really simple. And these are the, just the two principles that I live by: is follow your highest excitement. Number one. Yes. What excites you? What brings you joy? What lights you up? What brings you to that, that state of being that your heart's ticking? And lean into your fears. Anything that you are afraid of is signaling you to go there so that you can see what's beneath the fear there. And one thing that I, um, you know, I just quoted this last year because of, you know, the mask wearing and COVID, it just sort of inspired this quote. And the quote is, fear is the mask that freedom wears, right? And I'll break that down for you. I'm going to say it again. Fear is the mask that freedom wears. Mm. If we were to play hide and seek, we want to hide in the places that we are less likely going to be found. Freedom is found in that place where you don't want to go because it's fearful. That's the least place that you want to go look. But in there lies your truth and your freedom. So follow the fear. See it like, oh, wow, I wonder what there is there for me. Why am I fearing this? What belief am I having that is creating this? What thoughts am I thinking that are the potentials that could happen? And is that true? Yeah. No. And is that true? Or what if you did the thing and let's look at all the positive outcomes that can happen if you did the thing, but we often just go straight to the negative things that could occur. And, um, there's so much more positive. There's so much more freedom. I, I can promise you that time and time and time again, I've lived that. And I teach that. And, you know, when people come to unleash and my experiences, like, they see it, their life completely changes. Like it's, it's, and it happens like this and it happens like this, because when you're also in, in an environment where you're safe to express, you begin to notice the, the smoke and mirrors. You're like, wow, I've been telling myself a lie. Wow. This has been a lie this whole time. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating what happens when you get out of your own way. <laughs> I love it. So tell us more about Unleash because that's a magical experience. So Unleash was born out of myself unleashing and it was a fall onto my knees, come to Jesus moment. Um, when I allowed myself to dance explicitly in the way that my soul wanted to dance, it was this moment of, oh my God, what was that? It was like this self-realization almost. It was an enlightenment moment. It was the closest to God I've ever been. It was, when I say God, it is like the closest to there being no separation from the womb in which you are born, from where all of life is created, that you are so present that no thing, no past, no future exists, that the level of ecstasy that you can experience is, wow, I could have died in that moment and I would have lived everything that I meant to live here. So with that being said, my friend says, Yadi, you're going to be in my music video and you got to do this for work. And I was like, I know, but I don't know how, right? So it was an overcoming of even of like, I don't know how I've never been a dancer. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. How would I teach what this is, even though I know I'm supposed to. Um, and I just was like, okay, what I do notice is that when I did dance, I inspired people and they were all around me and I activated an entire room to dance more. Um, and so I understood that in a very brief moment. And so I just showed up and I was like, okay, this is, I guess what I'm going to do. I don't know. I, the rest is like, I have no idea. I'm just going to show up and bring people into the space and let's see who shows up. And I had 10 women show up the very first time in my living room. I moved everything to the side. They paid 22 bucks to come and do this thing that I have no idea what I'm doing. And it was cathartic. And I knew what I was doing in the moment. When I was there, I did know what I was doing. And I was just being exactly who I needed to be. And there was a channeling that happened because when you are in your highest truth, oftentimes you don't need this, the whatever skill set you think that you need to have. You don't need all the bells and whistles. It can be so simple. And I just continued to follow that. And that led me to creating um, Unleash in February of 2018. And it was bigger than women. I knew it took a moment before the word unleash came through. It was, I just called it soul body dance at the moment. Cause that's was like, okay, I don't know what to call this. I'm just going to call it soul body dance. I knew it wasn't it, but it was a starting point. And so you don't have to know everything perfectly. Just start the thing, just do it and follow the fun, follow your highest excitement and face your fears. So as I continued along, uh, met my DJ, heard his sound was like, Oh, that's it. That's the sound that I'm looking for. Um, and brought him on board till this day. He's my resident DJ for four and a half years. Um, and, and I bring other people now into it, but it went from a four hour experience happening in LA every single month. That was really powerful. And more and more people began to show by word of mouth only, um, that in, uh, 2020, it turned into an outdoor experience because of what was going on in the world. And so, it was scary when my events were shut down and then new opportunities blossomed. And I took it outdoors. I went into the salt flats, boom, one day experience, boom. I was like, this is, this is still not quite it. Three day transformational dance journey is what it is now. And that's the secret sauce. And people are now coming from all over the States um, and inclusive outside of the United States. Some people right now in my Miami one, March 11th through 13th, um, called radical play is the theme people have bought tickets from germany and sweden and canada and like i'm like wow through the acceptance of myself through allowing myself the gift of expression the thing that i feared most was to dance explicitly in front of others was the very thing that gifted me my life's purpose and calling wow 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 follow your bliss you don't have to know how or why. Just follow what lights you up. 
and everything you need will flow in. Absolutely the message I share with my clients and anyone that knows me is just what, what do what lights you up. How many lives do you have? Like it blows, right? Like people keep doing these things that they don't actually want to do. It's like, how many, how many days do you know that you have left on this planet? Follow your bliss to it lights you up every single day and, and it will inspire others. Oh my God. Such an inspiration. Thank you for sharing that journey. Thank you so much. It's, I know that we definitely went over. I knew we would go over um, <laughs> because this is such a juicy, you know, exciting, passionate topic. And I really feel like what we crave the most is to be ourselves and, and not have to upkeep with the, the norms of what society wants us to be. It's just, if we give ourselves full permission, I really believe that when we embrace our individuality, we create unity in the world. We do yes. that by releasing the judgment. We, we yes. drop those walls for ourselves. Therefore we can see other people in their truth and love them. That creates unity. That's what we're here to do. Wow. And again, it starts with accepting and loving on yourself, full expression. First. What a blessing. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Oh, what an honor. Thank you so much. And, uh, and last thing, if people do want to get some tickets to Unleash. Yes, please. Um, unleash-movement.com. And yeah. we are about uh, 35 tickets left at this point. I don't know when this recording will show, but we have 35 tickets left um, and we're six weeks out here and now. So, yeah. Wow. Super exciting. If you guys are ready to unleash your own self-expression and step into your power like never before, jump on those last tickets. Oh, my God. So exciting. Thank you. Ah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you for being such a bright light. It's really important. All that you do. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe below and leave me a review. That would help me so much. iTunes has a new and noteworthy category that if I get a hundred reviews, even if they're short, they can be two words, just five stars. That will help me get onto that list in, in front of so many more people. And I will love you so much more. So please do that for me. That would be amazing. And if you want to connect with me, book a coaching call or check out my latest PDF on posting with more confidence, visit elevatetolegendary.com. Sending you so, so, so much love. Big hugs. Mwah!